You're listening to the RV Transport Podcast. I'm Tom, the driver. And I'm Bunny, the sandwich maker. And we invite you to join us on our journey in the industry of RV transporting, tow-away, and drive-away. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also towawaycouple.com where you can see our videos and other resources on RV transport. So enjoy the show. Hey everyone, we're a towway couple and I'm Tom, the driver. And I'm Bunny and I'm also a co-driver. No, you're not a co-driver, you're an actual bona fide super trucker. I am, but for this video I'm also going to be a co-driver. She's going to be a (laughs) co-driver. So this video is nothing start to finish. Nothing start to finish. Well, it's part one of I don't know how many parts. So let's just say we're super excited we're getting a new toy. Well, we are setting up our 2017 Ram short bed single rear wheel 3500 for flat towing. Yay! Yay! So we've been doing a lot of research over since we bought the dually. And research says we should use the dually to pull the single rear wheel. And, and research says we should do that to save money. We should do it to save money, wear and tear, all kinds of things. So we're going to go through kind of a list here in a second of our concerns and the benefits we think we're going to pick up from it. But to tell you what's going on is yesterday, well, I had a doctor appointment, so I can't get prescriptions until Thursday. And we were, we popped in, my doctor appointment was nine in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. So we pop in at Dan's Hitch at 8 in the morning. <laughs> and we say, hey, what would it take to, to set up the trucks to flat tow each other? And he goes, uh, when do you need them by? I said, Thursday morning. <laughs> it's just Tommy talking He goes, about. Tom. He goes, to do it right the way you want it done, we're looking at at least two days that we need the truck to do everything for any issues, anything. And I said, that's all right. I don't need it till Thursday afternoon. <laughs> so what we, what are we installing? We're going to install the Blue Ox uh, to- towing system as well as the Demco stay and play dual with the wireless remote braking box that shows me everything that's going on now we did ask several people and one of the things that the reason why we're going the route we're going is because obviously pretty much everyone goes with the blue ox for the actual bumper pull but the braking system a lot of people use different ones Mm -hmm. We talked to one couple that used the Blue Ox brake, brake box. It's a box that you put down on the floor and it wedges against your seat, push your seat all the way forward, it wedges against your seat, and it has a rod that pushes your brake pedal. And it, it's based on a control from inside the cab of how much brake pedal it supplies. We know that there's the brake buddy. I have a brake buddy that was gifted to me from my brother he has tow cars and he says his bus 
he doesn't even feel the brakes on the tow car so he has a tiny itty bitty tow car and he has a bus so he doesn't even use the brake box on there so he gave it to me to use in the truck after a little more research i started really getting an understanding mm -hmm. that a ram 3500 is pretty heavy and i wanted something that was going to use the braking system as as well as i didn't want to have to move something around uh, i like to everything to be concealed hidden and everything so that's why we're putting the stay and play dual in this truck it uses the it has a vacuum as well as an air compressor so it uses the truck's vacuum brakes for the hydraulics but it also has an air compressor to apply a piston to the foot pedal. Don't look at me. It's you're talking Greek to I'm me. I'm talking I'm talking <laughs> bunny to bunny. Hey. <laughs> so, all right, so some let's just let's just go on some of the concerns. Uh one of my main concerns was am I going to be pushed into an intersection? Um is is it is it safe? Is is the sway i if the truck can steer itself when you go around a corner the tires will track can it push you from one lane into another or worse off of a shoulder um how much was it going to cost the there's just a lot of safety factors mm -hmm. then the pros come in the um positives the positive is uh, one of the th reasons we are looking at doing this is if we go to California, we do a lot of California runs. And Canada, we were doing Canada, but now that they've lifted the mandates, we plan on going all the way back up into Alberta, Canada, and stuff like that. Washington, Oregon, those are all 2,000 plus mile runs. Me and Bunny like to be together. As much as we possibly can. Right. So if we can get a, our truck and a motorhome, that is ideal. Mm -hmm. However, and then we drop the motorhome, Bunny gets in the truck, we drive back together. However, if we take two trucks with two trailers, we would be driving 2,100 miles there and driving 2,100 miles back separately. So at least now we can do it together. That's the most important thing. And we get to save fuel on at least one of the trucks. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I mean, the fuel mileage on the dually is going to increase because I do know it's this. It's going to decrease. We have 410 gears on that dually, so... And we got 373 is, on the short Fuel bed. mileage is really going to tank, but... <clears throat> but at least we're only putting fuel into one vehicle and not into two. Well, on the... Dually, we average coming back empty 16. Well, if Bunny's driving, <laughs> almost 17 miles to the gallon. If I'm driving, 15 and a half. Why? I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Well, I do the speed limits. <laughs> I do the speed limits. No, you don't. But I do every. I do under. But I do everything on cruise control. I do too. I just do it faster. <laughs> so when we're pulling a trailer 
with the dually, we, we're averaging 10 to 11 miles to the gallon. 11 is a very light trailer. 10 miles to the gallon is a 14,000 pound or 13,000 pound GVWR trailer. Mm -hmm. So maybe over 10,000 pounds. Our single rear wheel with fuel loaded down everything, but with me and Bunny in there weighs 9,400 pounds. So we're gonna have to weigh it without fuel and without me and Bunny in it just out of curiosity. I'm thinking that we tow that back without fuel in it. I'm gonna say we tow it back without <laughs> fuel and then we'll fuel up at the- The closest? The closest fuel station that we can get the cheapest. So um, wear and tear. We won't be driving two trucks back, so therefore the one with the most mileage, because the single rear wheel has about 270,000 miles on it approximately now, that will save us down the road, hopefully on future breakdowns. Yes. And oil changes. It'll also, we won't be required to do as many oil changes. If we drove to and from California twice, that's an oil change. Now we could do it four times, driving it there and pulling it back. Mm -hmm. We still got to do the oil changes twice in the dually, but it'll save us two oil changes every four runs in the single rear wheel. So I think that's pretty good savings. It's going to be a big savings, definitely. Now, you know, of course, that's a major hit in the beginning, but once that's paid for, it's definitely going to pay for itself really fast. And I know a lot of you are going to ask, how much does this cost? We don't know. <laughs> you have to call. Well, first <laughs> off, you need to call um, to get a price. We haven't gotten a price yet. We, we kind of have a ballpark or something, but we don't know the total price. We just pulled the truck in he said he can do it he walked out uh grabbed the truck and pulled it into a bay we went to the doctor appointment hour later we come back and i'm like oh i gotta go take a before picture oh. and i ran in <laughs> and they already had the grill off the bumper off the mounts already mounted so they had already started it but yeah i don't know how much it's going to cost so that'll be in part two where we're going to actually show on our video the trucks pulling each other, how everything looks, how it all works, how to hook it up, and get it all set up for towing. I even had to watch a video today on how to put my truck into gear to flat tow it. I had no clue. No, it's going to be a big learning curve for us, and we're going to do it coming back from Washington. <laughs> Well, our California. Our California. We don't know. But we did talk to a gentleman, and he gave a couple of great suggestions. He did say it's not like pulling a trailer that pulls very straight behind you. It does kind of want to drift back and forth. And if you've ever seen a motorhome pulling a tow car, you can actually see it kind of just going left and right. But it's tracking. But he says you even they're pulling to a dually with a dually, so they're feeling the rock. I was saying that's the big difference. If you're pulling a big motorhome with a little car you or a jeep, you're it. not going to feel it. But yeah, pulling a truck that's almost the same weight as the one that you're driving. Right. 
Now he did say that when the snow is covering the freeway, for safety reasons, they will unhook and drive both of them back to give them the best um, stable environment. He says that it can be a little uh, white knuckling because the snow is going to allow you to slide. So if the truck back there is rocking back left and right, it may push you left and right. He did say it's like pulling a hay wagon that has the little round coupler with the front wheels that pivot that pivot and the back wheels that don't. Uh, it, I've never pulled a hay wagon, but I've seen them. <laughs> they don't look the safest. No. no. But, but you know what? They're not going to install something that isn't safe. Well, they're hoping that we have enough experience that we will be safe. Yes. And he did say that, that he would recommend testing it and pulling it around parking lots and doing some test runs with it. So we do plan on testing it and getting a feel for it. He... He recommended, now this is the other beneficial one, and I got to talk to Dan's hitch about it, is putting the mounts on the front of the dually, not the braking system, just the mounts, because um, he had a breakdown. He had to drive a U-joint, went out, so he pulled the drive shaft, and he was able to hook the, the one dually to his dually. They didn't have the braking or anything, but at least they could pull them to a repair facility or an auto, uh, auto parts store to get new U-joints. Right, or just get you off the freeway. Or just get you in a safe place. Like he said, tow companies are horrendously expensive. So if you could tow it down the road for 10 miles and put it to a repair facility, <laughs> that'll save you 400 bucks. Oh, easily. So uh, I'm going to talk to Dan's Hicks about that uh, when I pick up the trucks. I don't need it right this second. And I don't think he would have time to do the dually before mm -hmm. we left. Dually's fully under factory warranty and includes towing and everything. So I'm good on that for a while. We got another uh, 40,000 miles on that. Right. <laughs> no, we got more than that. More than that, yeah. We got another 70,000. So yeah, we got, we're good. We got the 150,000 mile warranty. So yeah, we're, we're going to definitely um do some flat towing say save a lot of money uh that that gentleman said they save a lot of money on wear and tear fuel oil changes but more importantly they can both drive when one gets tired it moves over and the other continues to drive so that truck is literally driving non-stop all the way back mm -hmm. so now and we have a sleeper berth we do so, so we, we can, can legally legally uh, drive team driving 24 hours straight back to Elkhart. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep back there, to be honest. <laughs> oh, come on. I'll have to make sure, oh, buddy. I mean, I value my life. I... <laughs> I'll just take the straight shots. Yeah, I'll give Bunny the straight shots, and when it starts getting into... Chicago traffic or mountain terrains, I'll take over. Yeah, so you can drive us to Flagstaff and I'll drive Flagstaff back. There you go. Because <laughs> that is a long, boring stretch. <laughs> so yeah, part one here. Uh, 
Again, we're going to put our videos on our podcast in segments. So forgive us if you're listening to us on podcast, reintroducing ourselves over and over every 15 minutes. It's because we are going to do that. So our podcast are about 45 minutes to an hour instead of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. So like and subscribe to us on Instagram and Twitter, Toway Couple, YouTube, and all the podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us and go to towawaycouple.com. We have a resource page with all kinds of valuable information. And our Facebook group, RV Transport for New People, RV Transport Group for New People. Check that out. It's a great source. It's very dead right now because the industry's not hopping. No. But so are all the other RV transport (laughs) groups. Hey, everyone. We're Tellway Couple. I'm Tom, the driver. And I'm Bunny, and I'm the insurance purchaser. You are the insurance purchaser, and this video is about commercial insurance. Yes, just an update on some of the information we found out. Yes, over the last two and a half years. (laughs) So... We would like to ask, if you're listening to this on podcast or watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel, and that way you'll be notified of any future videos or podcast. Mm -hmm. And jump over to our Instagram and uh, Twitter, Couple, all one word, and and join our Facebook group, <laughs> RV Transport Group for New People. It's been a while since we've done a video. It's been a while. It's been probably a, a couple months. I released a couple videos, but we did those a long time ago. Right, because you know what? There was really not much to talk about with the slowdown. So now that we're kind of up and running a little bit more. Right. <laughs> we're starting to be able to talk a little bit. So about insurance. Um, we just got a message on our YouTube saying that they remembered that we did a video on commercial. We called it business insurance, we but did. Uh, we, we totally got that bass backwards. <laughs> um, but they asked if we had any more information, who do we buy from, where do they look, etc., etc. Because when we did that video, we really didn't, we were just getting into the tow away driving so we were putting the videos out as we were hearing about it so we didn't have too much experience about it no and you know what going through our our last orientation we did find out a lot of information that we didn't know with our previous carrier yeah like uh one of the questions we didn't ask we just assumed we assumed because you know that packet that you get with your insurance papers or it's like this thick and you not nobody ever reads, reads it. everything that it covers i mean i'll bet you one in thousands actually go through it and read it i know we're going to get comments going i read mine you should read yours <laughs> one of the very important <laughs> things that you have to know is when you're getting into the rv transport industry you are now a commercial driver so your personal insurance will most likely we've had debates on this and we will just say that our personal insurance would not cover us if we got into an accident at fault or not our fault they would drop us like a rock at the end i called geico i called state farm i called everyone that i had used for personal insurance in the past and they all said absolutely not would they cover our vehicle if it was attached to a uh, commercial travel trailer 
Now, a lot of insurance companies don't understand RV transport. So when you call the person, they're like, what are you talking about? You're pulling RVs? Yeah, it's covered. Yeah, your RV, not uh, a RV that you were hired to haul from the manufacturer to the dealership. So what, I, what we asked the insurance company is, if we were to go to work delivering pizzas, would we be covered? That was a very basic, simple question. And they say, no. They say, well, you could get away with it. That's the person who wants that commission. Mm -hmm. Not the underwriter not, who's going to deny you. And not the person that's going to protect you if you get in an accident. Exactly. So you want a very clear answer on if you're going to pull RVs for a profit from the manufacturers to the dealership through an RV transport business, will you be covered? Be very, very specific on it. And we do have several listed on our resources on towawaycouple.com. You can contact a couple of those commercial RV insurance packages. Mm -hmm. Now, sure, it is more expensive than a personal insurance policy, but... A little? <laughs> a little? We so went from like 300 a month on all of our stuff to 700 a month just on just our two, on two trucks. trucks. So 350 a month. People ask, how much should they pay in commercial RV transport insurance? We've heard people say they've gotten it for 320 a month, 340 a month, 400. We've seen people pay 1200 a month. It all depends on what type of insurance. It all also depends on your driving record, on where your you age. live, on your credit report. So it all depends on a lot. Exactly. So uh, one of the things that I've come to find that people who spend $1,500, $2,000 a month, and it's out there, and they will sell it to you, is the insurance company thinks you're running under your own authority. So therefore, they're grouping in uh, the cargo insurance as well as your truck insurance, all everything combined, where the transport companies, now let's just make a very clear statement here, maybe not all transport companies, but the transport companies me and Bunny have run for all supply a limited liability insurance on the cargo. Right, which is not going to cover your vehicle if you get in an accident. Correct. Are you? So you you got to make sure you're covered completely and fully. Yeah, and it, and it totally, like like I said, and the other big thing that it's going to uh, raise your rates is uh, this 2017 obviously does not have a, high, a higher resale value as to 2022. So... They counteract each other a little bit, but you definitely need to put on there what the value of your truck is. So that way, in case anything happens, you do get covered fully. Now, when we first got into it, I didn't really fully understand that because we do have gap insurance and stuff like that. So we put a very low value on our 17. The problem with that is, is while the gap insurance might cover our loan, our low insurance that we said the truck was worth would be what we would get. That first, they're going to pay off the truck. Mm -hmm. 
and then whatever money you get. So you can double the value of your truck fairly easily. You could say if your truck, you owe 20 grand on it, you could say it's worth 40 grand. They'll pay off your truck at 20 grand and they'll put 20 grand in your pocket and you can use that to purchase our down payment towards a new truck. Right, but they are also going to go off the blue book value they also. Are gonna, so so yeah, you don't gonna, want to over-exaggerate. They're not going to go according to just what you say it's worth. They are going to but check they'll, it out But too. they'll <laughs> let you pick a price. Of course they will. So if you say your truck's worth a hundred grand and it's worth thirty grand, they are going to charge you for a hundred thousand dollars. But when it comes to tit for tat, they're going to pay you thirty thousand. Now, one big thing that we did learn when we switched over to our new carrier, we have gone back to Cottingham and Butler. Yeah, we were with um, Northwoods Northwoods Insurance Company, and it was covered under um, Lloyd's of London. Yes, and we thought Lloyd's of London, great insurance. We heard nothing but great things about Lloyd's of London from other drivers. And then I was sitting in orientation one day, and they made this really obscure comment. And it made me perk up and go, what is that comment? They said, be careful on your commercial insurance. You may or may not be able to pull your own personal trailer without it being for hire. So I'm like, no, it's my truck. It would, it would be, no. So I called Bunny and I said, hey, they're saying that the insurance at Starfleet covers our personal trailer and that not all insurance companies do. Can you verify, does our insurance cover our trailer? Because we've been pulling, we have an enclosed, now we have two enclosed trailers mm -hmm. and a 40 foot fifth wheel. We've been pulling them all over the place. And Bunny calls, we weren't covered. No, no matter what, I even if I was pulling my own boat, even and, I, and I'm like, but it's my own trailer and it's registered to me. And they said, it does not matter. It is not covered under this particular policy. So we called the Cottingham and Butler policy and said, okay, I'm starting over at Starfleet and they were mentioning this and they said yes as long as the trailer is in your name mm -hmm. meaning i don't know if we can buy it and then transfer it with the bill of sale we never got that far but as long as it's registered to us we can pull it right and, and i think they probably I, there might be a reason for that yeah well i'm sure there is for people who are gonna for hire take somebody's fifth wheel from montana to california and they get a bill of sale, but they're never going to put that trailer in their name. That's just so that they get pulled over by DOT. But I even asked him, I'm like, but my fifth wheel has its own insurance on it. And they said, it doesn't matter because, well, Geico's going to cover that fifth wheel if I get in an accident. But they're not going to cover my truck because I'm not supposed to be pulling another non-commercial trailer with it. Our we have insurance on our fifth wheel, but did that cover the fifth wheel hit another car if I was merging lanes? No, because it was not covered under that particular policy. Exactly. So we switched over to Cottingham and Butler real quickly. Real fast. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, and it is a little bit more than my previous policy, but now we're covered. Yeah, like I said, we got two enclosed trailers, and we haul our Harley in one mm -hmm. of the trailers, we have to have insurance on the Harley because while well, the insurance will cover the 
contents of the trailer, anything that needs to be registered has to be registered and its own insurance. The other thing you need to really watch for, um, all of my name was on all of the paperwork originally when we first started driving. All of my name was on the original paperwork, but for something happened in the mix and my name got removed off of the policy. Yeah. So therefore, I had been driving Tom's truck for over a year. A year and a half. And not being covered. Right. So I was the only one covered and it had to have a very specifically written in there that Bunny was also a driver. So when whenever we'd go to California, we would deadhead it back. We would take turns driving the empty truck. And we had no clue that we weren't covered. And that, that even goes to the fact is now that this is a commercial truck, that even goes to the fact is say your significant other is not even riding with you. But if so, you think, okay, we don't need that name on it. But if you go home and they take your car or your truck to the store and get in an accident, it's not going to be covered because that name was not on your policy. Absolutely. So it's very, very important. Here's to another thing. We, we were we were happy with Lloyd's of London before we found out we couldn't pull our own trailers. When we went over to Indiana Transport, um, we from Horizon, we took we had to get five hundred thousand unladen, and they refused to use Cottingham and Butler for whatever reason. They did not want us to use that, so therefore we had to use. Northern Lakes Insurance for the $500,000 unladen. So we decided to keep our commercial insurance with Cottingham and Butler. Mm -hmm. Or no, uh, I can't remember. It wasn't Cottingham and Butler, it was somebody else. It was a completely different carrier. So we decided to keep our commercial insurance with them and put our unladen at another company. And for a year, a year and a half, we had no clue. They brought, we were paying premium prices and they brought, since we didn't have unladen and commercial insurance, that's our bell to shut up. Um, they brought our, that's where your name got removed. Mm -hmm. And they brought us down to limited liability. We didn't even have full coverage for a year and a half. How scary is that? And, and I'm surprised that the finance company didn't contact me. I, I, I'm very surprised because we, we didn't get a new um, insurance binder. <laughs> and that's one of the crazy things is a lot of times on your commercial policies, you don't get the big packet from your insurance company that you do when you're on personal insurance. Right. So when we moved to Unladen over, we just thought we got full coverage. We're both drivers. Then we moved down late, and, and next thing you know, they removed Bunny off of the as a driver and lowered us to liability, but they still charged us exactly what we were paying. Right, because they said, well, if you didn't have a combined policy with us, you could not have the... You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't get the discount, you couldn't get the full coverage. Mm -hmm. Now, had they had told us that when we were removing the unlaid, and then we would have opted to move all of it over to but, Northern Lakes. But once again, that is from an insurance agent who wants that commission. Right. So, so we, we totally got screwed on that. But thankfully, we didn't get into an accident. Thankfully, Bunny didn't get into an accident. Uh, and thankfully, we're still doing RV transport today <laughs> because we still have our truck and it's not totaled out. So there's just a lot of little things. Don't 
be afraid to ask questions like the person asking us to do a follow-up. Yeah, I was Tom Bunny. We need to do a follow-up. And you want to know what's really crazy is Tom definitely knows how much monthly insurance is now. Because it comes off of my EFS card. <laughs> Everything hey. used to come off of Bunny stuff and all my money's just accumulated. I was rich. Well, in my own mind. But on my card, I had a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, each month, it's dinging 700 and some change. And I'm like, oh, I better get dispatched. Otherwise, I'll, I'm going to be broke. I'll switch you and you can pay the two truck payments. Yeah, I don't want the two truck payments. <laughs> so anyway, we just wanted to put out this update. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. If you're listening to us on podcast, we are doing... 45-minute podcast. Typically, we break them down into segments. If you're on YouTube, we try to keep them about 15 minutes or less. We try. Try. <laughs> hey, everyone. We're a tow-away couple. I'm Tom, the driver. And I'm Bunny, and I'm the brake scrubber. The brake scrubber. <laughs> Could be the back scrubber. But... <laughs> so recently, we did a... Not recently. Been a long time Been ago. Been a long time ago. It's like one of the very first ones we ever did. It was. Uh, we did a video a long time ago, not recently, about checking your brakes because when we picked up one of the units, it almost pushed me through an intersection. It was mm -hmm. a pretty heavy fifth wheel, and that about scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> so. Well, luckily, luckily, we were just coming out of a yard, so... Yeah, but the main road the was a main road. You slid right into it. So... Mm -hmm. I, we did the video on check your brakes because coming out of the manufacturer, they're, they just put them on and they don't want to have to try to wedge the, um, the um, drum on the brake assembly. So they will have a little bit loose. Now, let me also tell well, you for... Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to kind of backpedal a little bit and say for the people that don't know that haven't started running yet, these most of the times... The manufacturers is really close to the yards. Right. So when they're hooking up, they're just hooking up and running them over. It's really quick, and they drive really fast. <laughs> and, again, they're, I mean, it's not very far, so they're not feeling 2,000 miles of unadjusted brakes. So we, we did that video, and we didn't set our clock. We didn't, but okay. that's okay. So you might get us... Shorter than 15 minutes or longer than 15 minutes? We got a timer down here. We can look at that. So anyway, we would be pulling trailers. A lot of times they're self-adjusting. By the time we get from Elkhart, Indiana to Southern California, those trailers might be stopping on a dime. And other times we pulled in and I've told the guy, Hey, have your mechanics adjust the brakes before you go out on a test drive with the couple. Yeah, or guy, guy, girl, whatever. Sometimes they are still a little sketchy. Yeah, so because they do, when you get drum brakes for an RV, you can get self adjusting or you can get ones that you have to manually adjust. Obviously, the self-adjusting is a little more of a premium price, so some manufacturers on their lower-end units may or may not put the better quality brakes on there. Not saying there's anything wrong with it, but we put them on our trailer. <laughs> We've driven both. So, yeah, 
we were we went through orientation at Starfleet, and Tony did our orientation. Great guy. We love Tony. Very knowledgeable. He's been an over-the-road truck driver all of his life. He knows logs inside and out. If you ask him a question, he had an answer. But if he didn't have an answer, he just didn't ghost you. He found the answer. Mm -hmm. Really, We really like that. Um, so in the orientation, he says, make sure check your brakes on the RVs. And I'm like, well, okay, we did that video. He's, that's easy to know. And then he talks about, okay, when you hook up to the trailer, then get your battery hooked up. Everything you do, the first thing you do is pull your brake away. Okay, that's the first time in three orientations did I hear that. Yes, but very importantly, before you go to pull that plug, make sure that your truck is in park and the safety brake. Yeah, the emergency brake. The emergency brake. brake is engaged. Yes, because we've seen people where they've been in neutral because they're hooking up or doing whatever, and then they pull that, and all of a sudden, the unit and the truck are going down. <laughs> I'm not saying names, but I think we had that happen to a friend. Yes, <laughs> we did. <laughs> so, okay, so now let's just go into that just for a minute. So when you are checking the breakaway, you're also checking your connections, especially your fifth wheel connection. What they'll say is you want to set the brake on the trailer, put your truck in drive, and pull forward on a fifth wheel, and that should stop you because you should be locked in. All right? If you're not locked in, that fifth wheel is going to pull out of the hitch and drop on your bed. Better your truck. So you'll, gonna... you'll see a lot of these trucks <laughs> going down the road suck. with these dents on both sides. Nice, gnarly, like 45-degree dents. And you're going to go, how the heck did that happen? And I'll give you as many guesses as you want, but I'm going to put on there that they didn't lock their fifth wheel hitch and it pulled out. Mm -hmm. So I know that's not part of braking, but that has a lot to do with it. So when you are checking that, pull your landing gears up only about an inch. And then that way, if it does pull out of the fifth wheel, it'll drop and land on the landing gears. You should have about six inches clearance between the bottom of the trailer and the top of your bed rails. Right. Much rather be on the landing gear than on the bed of your truck. Exactly. So, And then once you know you're securely locked in, then you can raise the landing gears. When you pull the pin on the breakaway cable, that is dumping 100% of amps, battery juice, everything into that braking system. It will burn the wires up. So, and you, you don't want to do that. So, when you do that, you pull it, you jump in your truck, put it in drive, and if you can drive forward, it's not engaging. Mm -mm. So, you might want to check the polarity on your battery because you can hook them up backwards and it may or may not shock because the trailer actually has a safety feature in the fuse panel just for people that hooked it up wrong. How do I know this? I won't say. <laughs> we'll just call the noops. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, so anyway, everything worked. It did. It did. And so when you do that, so what you want to do is if the trailer stops the truck, Immediately put it in park, put the 
emergency brake on because the last thing you want to do is pop out of park and then you're chasing your truck and trailer down. I think I heard of somebody getting run over by his own truck and they couldn't figure out why. I'm going to give you another many guesses as you want. That is my guess. That he went out to lock the breakaway pin and everything was moving and he got caught up underneath the truck. Maybe his door knocked him down and he got rolled over. Unfortunately, bad accidents do happen. Bad accidents do happen. So you don't want to rush. So once you set your emergency brake and put it in park and you verify you're not going to roll, get out and get that pin back in that breakaway as quickly as you can because, again, you don't want to burn up the wiring. Mm -mm. Once you got all that, you're ready to roll out the gate. This is another thing that Starfleet said, uh, Tony over at Starfleet said, scrub your brakes. And I'm like, okay. That's where you roll around the yard, just go up and down the lanes and just hitting your brake control over and over about five, 10 miles an hour and just constantly adding full power releasing, adding full power. A, you're adjusting them if they're adjustable brakes. B, you're scuffing up the surface because a lot of times there may be oil or just maybe glossy from the manufacturer and you just want to create a binding area for well, them Well, I've break. got another one coming up. We're coming up into winter, so they might be a little frozen too. Yes. Yeah, so with that, uh, some people uh, bring propane torches and they'll torch the back of the brake, but they got to be very careful. You're just <laughs> trying to defrost them because the freezing temperatures can keep them from expanding. Mm -hmm. Or they've expanded and it will keep them from retracting. And you get in your truck and you drive forward, you lunge, and you can't figure it out for the life of you. That could be a reason. Some people have a big rubber mallet or even the little three pound sledgehammers you can get from Harbor Freight for five bucks. They'll go under there and they'll just tap all around the brake backing plate to create a vibration to hopefully break up any residual ice or moisture that caused it to expand or retract. Um, also, check the ice around your tires. Yeah, very important. Because sometimes these trailers are sitting in water and then it freezes and you go to pull out, all of a sudden you're stopping and a lot of people think it's the brakes but it's frozen around the tires and because the tires are rubber it'll actually pinch into the tires so that's another reason the sledgehammer comes in you can get a um a chisel something of that not nothing small get something big <laughs> and bulky and chisel around the tires to break up that ice and the propane torch, again, sometimes the jacks get frozen. And you might have to propane um, torch the jack for the landing gear to go up and down. So there are several reasons to have a propane torch handy with you. One of those little auto-igniter torches. Just don't set anything on fire. Just, don't, just be careful. Don't be <laughs> stupid. We're not advising anyone to do stupid stuff. Be conscious of where you're torching, what you're torching, and how you're torching because you do not want to get driver damage either. No, no. And you definitely uh, don't get distracted either when you're doing these things. 
distraction is probably one of the main reasons for uh, bad accidents happening. Mm -hmm. But again, uh, we did a video, but we didn't we didn't really know at the time we did the video about uh, weather freezing the brakes, and that goes with the landing gear. Uh, weather freezing the tires to the ground. And people thinking it's the brakes. We 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 typically don't drive in the winter. We try not to. We try we we try to spend our time in the winter we're, in Jamaica. We're fair weather drivers. <laughs> so um, we don't have a whole lot of experience of the winter driving. This is stuff we've learned from other drivers, and we do pass on any information we learn and we feel it's a value. We pass on to you. If we are wrong, correct us because while we got the information from this person doesn't mean it's factually right. It just sounded well, correct. Well, we, because we live local too, it makes it a lot easier so we can go in and actually pre-trip the day before if we want to. Right. So last winter we did happen to go in to pre-trip a trailer and lo and behold it was sitting in a puddle. That, now, that was at the PDI. No, that was at the South Yard. Oh, yeah. Or the yeah. East Yard. So it was sitting in a puddle, and, you know, okay, it's raining. It's not that big of a deal. It's in a puddle about, it was probably a good two or three inches deep. Two, two or three two. inches deep. I have her trained. <laughs> Guys, I have her trained. <laughs> maybe maybe a little more than two or three inches deep. But it was... It, it didn't Twelve look, inches. <laughs> It didn't look that bad. No, this isn't a family show, so don't be all on us. <laughs> but anyways, it didn't look that bad, and uh, but I remembered it was going to freeze that night and a big snowstorm coming in. So there was a couple places we could put it, so we hooked it up and moved it over into a different part. Up above water level. Sure as hell. We came in the next morning, and where that trailer was sitting was completely frozen over. Yeah, it was a solid sheet of ice. <laughs> the whole trailer, we would have been screwed. Yes. So one time we were at the PDI, and which is the giant RV. Where General. They, they, huh? General RV. General RV. They take all the trailers there, and then that's where you pick them up from. So, well, not all of them, but most of them. So we were there, and I saw the jack was down in the ice, but I didn't I didn't really realize it was that thick. When I'm sitting there jacking the jack up, I'm watching the bed of my truck going down and down and down. I mean really far down and I'm like, this is a heavy trailer. <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear crack, bam, and my truck comes up and down. I kid you not, it was probably I'm gonna be a little more accurate. Five <laughs> inches of ice. <laughs> On the jack, the base of the jack, that when it pulled up, but the ice was so strong, it was uh, going to pull the truck down. down. Some people might want to do something not so smart, get in their truck and try to drive forward through it. That would have bent the jack. Yeah, it was really, really thick. It was too thick, but it was also around the tires. So once I saw the jack, I looked at the tires and I had to take a sledgehammer around the tires just to break it up so when I pulled out yeah there was ice on the sides but that eventually flew off mm -hmm. so we did really good yeah. now one other thing too really oh, we have another thing I no I was just gonna say right now uh, is the time that you want to buy your small little shovels we just bought two we did that's what I was gonna say we bought two little shovels at Costco for 25 bucks and our they're 
telescoping. Yeah, and they're metal. And again, look on our Instagram. I I'll actually I'll, we'll we'll take a picture today and post it on Instagram. It comes in a two pack. Do you need a two pack? Probably not. But maybe if you talk to another driver and say, hey, they're twenty five bucks. We each go in on fifteen bucks each with tax. You can get a, a really cool small shovel that goes far enough out. We bought an actual wood handled short snubby flat shovel to dig ourselves out of the snow and these ones i think will do just as good of a job if not better they're lighter and they're smaller and compact and we put them in our toolbox and we definitely need to <laughs> yeah in the winter we did have to dig ourselves take the trailers out many times because when the plows come through they plow the roadway but then they push all the snow right in front of our trailers. Well, you know, and like I said, we do have two. We have two trucks, but also this way we can dig one truck out and then we can dig out the other. Or just dig one out and pull the other one out. I have the tow strap now. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get stuck now. I, I don't think so. We're going to be, we'll, we'll play it safe. All right, so check your brakes. Uh, we thought we'd do a follow-up video. Uh, we'll put a link to the original video in the description. And at the very end of this video, you'll see a blue screen with a couple suggested videos. We'll make it one of the suggested videos. Don't forget, jump on our Instagram and Twitter, Tow Away Couple. Sub um, follow us on both of those. Subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. And check out TowAwayCouple.com for our resources, different things we use in our trucks. And if you want more information than our opinions, which mean absolutely nothing, go to our group, Facebook group, RV Transport Group for New People. And we have a bunch of experienced transporters in there that are will, more than willing to offer how what works for them as well. Mm -hmm. So until next time. We'll see you down the road. We'll see you down the road.